0: Hi, I'm Vishen Lakhiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. So, what I wanted to create in my life at first
1: was my dream of going to film school. And I got into one of the best film schools in the country. And I got there and I noticed what it takes to make a film. And I very quickly realized I didn't want to be a film major. Have you ever had that where you work so hard for something you want and you get it, and then you realize you didn't want it? And the thing I really realized was that I didn't want to make movies as much as I wanted my life to be a movie, <laughs> All right? I want to go on great adventures, I want to get the girl, I want huge arcs of character transformations, I want to save the world. And I did a lot of that, I've changed not just jobs, but careers every three years with these arcs. My mentor actually taught me that if you go work for another company, you have three years there max, because the first year you spend learning about everything, the second year you spend kicking ass, and the third year you do the really cool shit that gets you fired. So if you're working for somebody else, it should really last, you know, three years, <laughs> according to my mentor at least. But I don't know. I'm, I'm all about creating cultures where you create environments that are so supportive. Like at Zappos, where we had a life coach on staff that makes you want to stay there. In fact, at Zappos, we actually intentionally moved from San Francisco Bay Area to Las Vegas, a place that's up 24 hours, that's weird, where we could actually create a culture there. And Vision has really done that with Mind Valley is to create an environment. So (laughs) here's the other thing I realized about my true intentions with movies, is that I not only want my life to be a movie, I want movies to be real. I want them to be real. And so I decided to take my favorite movie and see if I could make it real. So this, of course, is the famous scene in The Matrix where he's given the choice between the blue pill to stay in his current world or the red pill to wake up to the truth. So I thought, what if, what if it's real? What if we could make it real? You know, and I thought, where is the environment, right? What's the best environment you can think of to test if the red pill might be real? Anybody want to guess? Amen. A-Fest. <laughs> Not a bad one. Yeah, I tried this one <laughs> Burning Man. Yeah, this is a place that's just so weird and fanatical. If you say to yourself, you know what, I want to have a party on a cruise boat in the middle of the desert, then that can happen. (laughs) You can do that. So what I did was I took red Tic Tacs and I put them in prescription bottles and I took them out to Burning Man. And I put a little phrase on there that said, if you want to know reality, take this and say, I want to know my reality. So when I first got to Burning Man, I had this intention. I said, you know what? I'm going to be of service. That's what I want to do. I hear you're of service, and it's going to be fantastic, and I'm going to have a great time. So I went to all these individual people, and I said, hey, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? And everybody's like, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. I was like, what? <laughs> and I was bummed. And so I decided to finally you know, take my red pill, or red Tic Tac on the first day, and I said, I want to know reality, and I swallowed it. And what was interesting, the instant I swallowed it, I had a thought to myself, the only reason I'm trying to be of service is because I want to be loved. And what if I just dropped the whole service facade attempt technique and just went straight to feeling loved? And I had the best time after that. (laughs) A lot of love. And I went up to people and I said, you want to take the red pill? And people started having their own little awakening experiences. And it's funny too, because I went to other people and they said, no man, I like my reality. Get that shit away from me. And I was like, it's a (laughs) tic-tac. But this is the power of it. We believe it's real, right? And I gave it to a psychologist, and she took it home. And she called me up later and said, hey, do you have any more of those bottles? I said, yeah, why? She's like, I'm using it with my psychology patients, and they're having big breakthroughs. So uh, can I get some more? (laughs) And so I said, all right, maybe this isn't just Burning Man. Somebody actually bridged the gap to the real world here. So then I thought, all right, let's take it up a level here. Let's use some red vitamins, but let's make it more of an experience. And I put it on Facebook to my friends. I said, if you think the red pill is real or if you'd like to experience it as real, leave a comment. And then I asked for their address. I created this cool, like, secret book package with (laughs) the pills and a journal. And I gave them instructions, and I sent it out, like, this (laughs) mythical object. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I told them to do the wake up to the reality exercise and then to set an intention. Like I wanted to see how far we could take this. For something like Renita, what you wanted, to set the intention around something that you want. And we created a Facebook group, a private group to track it all. And so people would open up their boxes. I'd give them the instructions. And I got some really interesting comments back through it. One person said, for me, this served to keep my intention squarely in the forefront thereby serve as a sort of focusing tool, like when you make up your mind to buy a particular new car, you start seeing it everywhere. Relevance, right? Another, each day gets stronger and stronger. I'm finding distractions fading away much faster. In the past, I would sometimes get caught up in distraction for days or even weeks. Now I'm finding them lessening. I make quick decisions and move on them. Another, I moved into a neighborhood that I always wanted to, restarted salsa dancing after six years, stopped watching TV, and began reading. This is 30 days. The most notable thing I've seen is the shift in the last month is that I've started tapping back into my intuition. So what's going on here, right? How does this work? And the honest answer, I don't know. Here's some theories, though, is that it's an archetype. It's an archetype. So think about it this way. Jung told us about how the unconscious communicates with us through images, through symbols. And we try to talk back to it in English. But what if we talk back to it through a symbol? Because each of us here knows that a pill affects us. A pill changes us. It's also the context. We created support. We created community around it. We created our focus, our intention on it. This is a really interesting one. You can't take it back when you take a pill. Because you could say, you know, oh, I want to be an author and then say, oh, cancel, cancel. Nope right? But if you take that pill with that intention and swallow it, it doesn't matter if you change your mind, because once you swallow it, you're in a new world, right? Like you experience new emotions with it. And I think it's doing something around aligning the conscious and unconscious intentions. And I started to think, how can I tap into the unconscious mind? Because it can't be the red pill. That's the matrix. This is something different. People aren't waking up in spaceships, right? They're not waking up in spaceships. But interestingly enough, some of them were having experiences that were like Neos, which is when you first do it, it's not exactly pleasant, right? It can bring up a lot of shit. So I tapped in, and I got this idea from my friend Scott, who said, look, you keep talking about needing to rename this pill into something original. He said, why don't you take the pill to figure out its name? (laughs) So... I sat, I took it, I said, all right, with this pill, I have the intention to learn its name. I swallowed it, I sat down, and then all these names were coming through. And one was just crystal clear, the X pill. (laughs) The X pill, because X is whatever it is to you, right? There is no set in intention with it. So the next beta test came with these new pills that I developed that are purple. Because (laughs) there's a quote from Ken Wilber who saw The Matrix. He said, blue pill or red pill, why not take both? That's what we do in the 60s. (laughs) And I thought, you know, what happens when you take blue and red together? It makes purple. So what if you could wake up and you could stay in this world at the same time? How cool would that shit be, right? Yes. So, got more bottles, (laughs) put the purple pills in there, and some interesting things started happening. I'd worked at it with my friend David, and we sat down and we really thought about it. I said, what do you want? He said, I want to be rich. I said, why? It's important to know your why, right? Simon Sinek's work. Why? He said, because I want to leave a legacy. I said, okay, how are you going to do that? i got to start creating products. I've been sitting on this product idea for a while. And his wife's right there next to him. And she's like, he talks about it all the time. He's always playing his video games. It's terrible. <laughs> and you know, they start kind of having this fight there about it. And he says, yeah, yeah I really want to do it. And I said, OK, what's really holding you back? And he said, I don't have the right equipment. Really? Do you have an iPhone? <laughs> you can do an audio product if you have an iPhone. And so we finally got to this point where he said, okay, I'm going to take the pill to create this audio product. And we sat there and he swallows it and immediately starts shaking, sweating, crying, and has this experience, lets it go. I said, okay, great. said, when do you want to have it by? He said, two weeks. And he built that into the pill too. (laughs) 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 So I call him up later about it. I said, hey, did you get it done in two weeks, like you said? He said, no. So said, I got it done in two days. My friend Rob, we went through the whole process, finding the emotion, finding the why. And he said, I want to start a photography business. I said, great, what do you need? Photography website. I told him the story about David. He said, I want it tomorrow. I said, okay, great. And he's about to take it for that. And he says, there's this resistance. Resistance often comes up I he says, I'll be up all night, and I don't want to be tired tomorrow. I said, okay, let's build into the pill. I will get the website done by tomorrow, and I will have plenty of energy. Swallows it, shoots up, shoots me a video on the way home of him singing in the car. Calls me the next day, says, I got it done. Three in the morning, got it done with energy the next day. Second day, he calls me up and says, I got two clients. Yeah. My friend Brian talked for seven years about going to Japan takes the pill. In a week, he's got a trip to Japan. Danielle talked about quitting her job a lot. (laughs) Suddenly quit her job. I thought, oh no, this is going to be horrible. (laughs) You and your pill. I shouldn't have done this. This was stupid. There's my voice again. I'm sorry I'm doing women's voices like that. I don't know why. It's just coming out. I'm just a bad impressionist. That's all. And my friend Holly, this is really fascinating. So we took it together on on New Year's Eve, and she said, I will find the love of my life, and she takes it. All this energy and panic comes up around it, all this stuff that she starts processing. And what's interesting is she, she very soon after forgets about it and just starts doing the two things I told you about before, cleaning and cleaning and cleaning, and then doing all the things she had to do that she didn't want to do, creating that space, right? Two months later meets the man of her dreams. They're engaged. They're going to be married later this year. And here's where it gets really weird. Right after that happened, she pulled out this artwork that she did with her kids that she said was this like psychic kids class. They would somehow be communicating in this bizarre way. She's kind of psychic herself. And she pulls out this drawing that a kid presented her before all this happens. It says love potion misspelled on one side, and there's a purple pill right next to it. Bizarre, right? (laughs) Boom. So what if you don't believe it, right? And I want to tell you, since I didn't give part of the punchline of this, is everybody who takes it knows there's nothing in it. There's nothing in it. The first one was Tic Tacs. The second one was vitamins. And I'm not deceiving people. I'm not about that. I tell them clearly what it is. The purple one that I saw made there, it's filled with non-GMO brown rice powder. (laughs) And I want people to be clear on it because otherwise when they start experiencing those symptoms, they think I gave them some kind of drug, right? But it's not. And so some people say, well, you know, they believe in it. They want it to work and they really believe it will work. So what if you don't believe in it? Great question. My friend David, he said, I want to make more money. I want to spend more time on BizDev. He holds the pill in his hand. He looks me in the eye. He says, look, you're my friend. I want to tell you I don't believe this will work. I said, I'm all about experimenting. Let's see what happens. So he takes it. He swallows it. And he's immediately after swallowing it, tears start pouring down his face. And he just looks at me. and goes, what's happening? And I said, I don't know, but something. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't actually get those things done. But I think part of the pill, the ex-pill, the experience is about realizing what comes up. You know, Rob, who I mentioned before, the photography business, do you know, two weeks after that, he told me, it was two or four weeks, he had a bunch of clients, he got it done. I checked in with him about it. He said, yeah, I've closed the business and I've sold all my camera gear. I said, are you kidding He said, yeah, I've been thinking about it for so long, for so many years. When I finally did it, like me with film school, I realized it's not what I actually wanted. I realized what I do actually want. So next came this. (laughs) So I got it made up, made it look as real as possible. It says 500 milligrams of rice powder, if you can't see it. And that was when I took it to this group here, TLC. Does everybody know TLC, Transformational Leadership Council? It's a group started by Jack Canfield. I've got a few members here. So what I did there was explain to them everything that you're seeing here. And what we did was we got people on stage to do the process. So this guy, Arjuna, does anybody know Arjuna? Amazing guy, amazing coaching school. Yeah, I had a real like awakening with his coaching. I mean, it's incredible. And so he was the first hand to shoot up. So I just said, all right, let's just work with that. So he gets up on stage. I said, okay, what do you want? And he says, I want, he's British. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I want to have no to-do list. And I said, okay, let's talk this through. Why? He's like, I want to feel totally free. I want to be focused in the moment. I want to do what I want to do and no backlog of things to do. And then the audience, this is a group of master coaches, starts challenging him. And they're like, well, maybe you want a better to-do list. And he goes, no, I want no to-do list. And he said, well, maybe you want a better relationship with your to-do list. He says, no, I want no to-do lists. And then Mike Rayburn, if you know him, he actually says, like, look, be careful what you wish for, dude. If you end up in prison, that's no to-do lists. (laughs) And even in the face of that, Arjuna says, I feel like you guys want me to take the blue pill here. I want no to-do list. I said, all right. Let's do it. There's power. There's emotion. And he's clear. Clarity is key. Kind of like the firewalks that Tony Robbins do. They're checking your eyes. Wait, are you clear? Because if you're not, it's going to get dangerous up in here, right? So I said, how long do you want? And I set a deadline. He said, by March. This was January. And next day, he goes, I did it. It's gone. I'm like, what? I did it. It's gone. He said, I just had this flash of an idea. I called up my assistant. I said, how about this? I'm going to unload my to-do list on you. And you're going to put calendar items only on that day of what I need to do. I will simply follow the calendar items. I will see no backlog. And so either you do it or you'll put it on my calendar for that day. Her response was, I've been waiting months for you to do this. Wow. But he had that awakening, that realization. Jack Canfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. We did the experience, and he set the intention. He said, I want to clean my desk. I want to have this the cleanest desk ever. We said, Why? Because then I'll have the mental wherewithal to get my books done, and I'll have everything organized. We got him with some coaches, and they said, why? You know, that powerful question, such a powerful procedure. Take anything in your life and say, why, 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 right? Why? Because I want to get books done. Why do you want to get books done? And we kept following that process, and he realized in a very vulnerable way, and I asked him about sharing this. He said, it's okay that he realized that at the bottom of that, he just wants to be loved, like my experience of Burning Man. That if I have more books, I'll help more people, and thus I'll be even more and more loved, right? So he set the intention of, essentially, I'm enough. I am loved, right? And I'm going to get my desk clean, because <laughs> he wanted that too. He took it, and I've never seen a reaction like this. We've got some of it on video. I won't play it now, but he basically he came up to be stumbling. So he said, oh, my God, I feel like I'm on drugs, He said, I feel so high right now. I feel so good. I checked with him three days later. He said, it hasn't stopped. He said out of everything he's done, it's one of the most powerful things that he's ever experienced it. And what's interesting too is I presented this to a second audience. And I found that there was even value to people without taking the pill. Because that's the idea of the symbol, the metaphor, what's also known as a boundary object. If you look at boundary object on Wikipedia, it's really fascinating. It's the idea of something is symbolic that we all agree we know what it means, but it has different meanings to different people. So it's amazing how many times, like I just showed it to a friend recently. He didn't even take the pill. We just talked about it. And he said, I've been thinking so hard about what I would take this pill for. That's made me rethink so many things in my life. And the only other audience that I've done it for so far, another transformational group, one guy stormed out of the room, stormed out of the room. And said, these people are, I can't believe they're buying this bullshit. What is this, like rice in a pill? And he gets in the bathroom and he goes, this will never work. And those words suddenly resonated in his head. And he goes, oh my God, that's what I'm saying about my marriage right now. And all those people believe things will work. And I'm the only one in the bathroom believing things don't work. And tears coming down his face. And he said, like, he just had the realization through that, just all of a sudden through this transformational experience that his wife's the most beautiful, wonderful person he knows just thinking just here right now that um Psalm was sharing us about how memories are stored in the body right jj was sharing that food the things we put in our body are information that gives us instructions so what if biohacking our unconscious mind is actually an act that merges the body and the mind where we consciously program the intention that we put into our body uh, uh, uh.
0: Go to mindgually.com forward slash now to get started.